30 years, uh, first I was mostly focused on being a journalist and a writer. But for 30 years, I've also been involved with the non-profit sector, the Samaj sector, just like all of you. Uh, there was a time when I was young as the youngest of you, it seems very long ago, but I think even today we all share the same enthusiasm to become change agents and see the word agent came back. So agent, agency, I think it's a lot about change, about making something better than it is where we are standing and watching from, right? everyone welcome to the celebration podcast on this program we meet thought leaders and development sector experts who share their incisive insights and pivotal experiences to help our listeners unbundle and understand complex developmental concepts celebration is a co-learning series hosted by Siksha Lokam in collaboration with the societal platform team my name is Kushpu and the subject of today's discussion is restoring agency. Hope you're all set. Let's stimulate and flex our intellectual cerebral muscles. Agency is such a fundamental construct. It is the capacity of any individual like you and I to make free choices and to exercise our ability to act in a given situation. Yet, so often around us, we see people feel hesitant to exercise their agency. Why does this happen? Can agency be restored? Are there barriers that need to be overcome? To explore these questions, on today's episode, we speak to our expert Rohini Nilekani. is a serial social entrepreneur. From co-founding Argyam to Akshaya Foundation to Pratham Books to Xtep Foundation, Rohini deeply believes in the power of civil society organizations in shaping the world around us. She's also an evangelist and the guiding force behind the societal platform thinking. An inspiring philanthropist, a thought-provoking writer, a renowned speaker, Rohini barely needs an introduction. I personally see and regard her as someone bold and deeply strategic in thinking and creative and compassionate at heart. And since I've seen and heard her interact with the team, I can say this with absolute confidence that she's extremely witty, on her feet and approachable in demeanor. Roini, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the episode. Thank you for that uh, wonderful introduction, Kushbu. Namaste, everybody. Very happy to be with all of you. Rohini, for over three decades, you have worked on restoring agency of some of the most oppressed and marginalized people in the society. I'm curious to understand how do you define agency? Come here because we say something is not right. Something should be different. 
and we want to participate in that change in whichever way we can. Otherwise, all of you could have taken different careers, right? You felt the need to be part of making some change. And so you already took the agency. You made that choice to help create social change in whichever way you can. And thankfully for us, you landed up in Shiksha Lokam. So first of all, I thank you for choosing to take that agency to do this work. I too, from the beginning, was always interested, even as a child, uh, it must be a personality type uh, that I always wanted to try and change things for the better. Now, if you are young and full of that superior moral energy, you can be very irritating, let me tell you, to other people, because I should glare at people and pick up the garbage with their true doubt, which is not a good way to take agency to make change. And I learned that you had to be much more. You have to be less judgmental because other people also want agency or not agency is not just about me taking agency, but enabling everybody else also to have positive agency. So over time, when I was young, I learned and as I helped to start different institutions, starting first with Nagrik in 1992, one of my dear friends had died in a horrendous uh, traffic accident, quite unnecessarily death. And I began as a journalist to research, why do we have so many road accidents uh, in India? We are number one in the world, 160,000 unnecessary deaths on our roads every single year. And I set up something called Nagrik to help citizens to participate in making our roads better. And from there till today, all the institutions I've been with, I realized something and created a theoretical framework for myself. He in the continuum of Samaj, Bazaar and Sarkar, that is society, Bazaar is markets and Sarkar of course is government. It is a continuum, they all have to, they are all on the same line, but Samaj is very important in my work. Samaj means who? We are all Samaj, you are all Samaj. Even people in government and people in markets, they are also Samaj. When they come home, they don't wear some crown on their heads, saying I am market, I am Sarkar. They are all people like you and me. So Samaj is at the base, is the foundation, is the knee, which the Aadhaar is the first sector. Because Samaj needed to get better and better and people tend to fight with each other, we need systems, otherwise we just get lost in our own narrowness, we created for ourselves, we created Bazaar, we created Sarkar, so that Samaj could become more and more empathetic, more and more efficient. So for me, Samaj is the sector in which all my philanthropy and work has played out in my life. Even my writing comes from that focus. Why? Because I think it is society that can enable better societies. All of us want to live in a better society. That's why you have come to do the work that you do. And Samaj, if it is strengthened, then we can be the best of our human selves, all of us together. That, and my theory of change is the more we work on Samaj institutions, the more we help set up good work like Shiksha Lokam, the more we find good moral leaders like you, as young as you are, catch them young, the more you will find, innovate your way through all the problems and every solution, there will always be problems, but there will always be solution seekers in the Samaj who take the agency to solve those problems best as they can. That's where all my hope for my work comes from. And agency is very tied to that idea, okay?
It is so interesting to hear about these three actors, the Samaj, the Sarkar, and the Bazaar, and how they operate in a continuum to shape our world. Rohini explained how strengthening Samaj can align both the Sarkar and the Bazaar to our collective purpose of shaping a better and a much more empathetic society, where all of us are a better version of ourselves. Next, Rohini explains how the idea of restoring agency is so key to the role of Samaj. What does it mean to distribute the agency and how transformative can it be? Uh, agency, when you take it, your perspective changes from being hapless, helpless, hopeless, from being someone who can't do anything, you become someone who wants to do something, even if it is way out of your comfort zone. And it's not fair to tell the person at the very end of the pipe, Are, kya kare, take your agency. No, that's not what we mean. We have to take the agency to distribute agency. Agency doesn't come very easily to those who are the most exploited, the most vulnerable. What we have to do is help change the system around people so that they're at least in a position to take that agency. We try to do that in some ways, say in Akshara Foundation in education, in Akshara Pratham, Pratham books, and now Xstep in the education sector, which you are also involved in. He, how can we make everybody feel part of this societal mission to make sure that every child can learn, is in a situation to learn, is equipped to learn, right? So that's what we meant by, so we had to, the child can't take agency uh, on her own. So how can Sarkar, Bazaar, Samaj, all of us together enable agency for that child? So we do all the things that we do. You do, you do leadership for school leadership. You say, let us give agency to the school leaders to enable the children. In Akshara, we did many things to help children come back to school. In those days, enrollment itself was an issue. In Pratham books, we said, why if my childhood went joyfully between the pages of a book and my mother had to drag me away, why can't every child in India have that joy? So we said, why should only publishers have the agency to publish books and why are there not enough books in India? So we said, let's give everyone agency to be part of this uh, joy of reading mission. So we opened out a platform where writers got agency to write without waiting for publishers to say this is good, that is good. Illustrators got agency to just start illustrating books. Translators got the agency to just translate other people's books. Editors came in. We managed to distribute agency for publishing, writing, illustrating, editing, translating. And the result is tens of millions of readers who suddenly, freely, anywhere, anytime, have a wonderful book to read in any language. So there are some things you can do which can reverse agency. It's not always easy. So we are not saying everyone, you better go and do it. We are saying the possibility exists, right? Let's think of how we can distribute agency. Gandhiji always, you can find an example, he's always sitting there behind me. What did he do? Simplest thing in the world, which you all were, everyone was taught in second standard or something, third standard. He solved. What agency, what he, he didn't make some big bhashan about agency. He said, 
this salt tax is not correct these colonial people have put a salt tax i am going to take agency back i am going to internalize the locus of control by picking up salt and holding it and say i'm sorry but this unjust law doesn't work for me salt is here salt is everywhere salt is my life without salt i can't live i am only taking agency back with a fistful of salt what a beautiful way without without violent protest without any such thing you just flip with the idea of who has the agency not the colonial chap with his stick but the farmer with his fist and his fist not clenched in anger but his fist clenched with the life giving salt or a beautiful way to describe agency right so there are many such examples today in our more formal work in i talked of education but i have an active citizenship portfolio nandan works with many institutions to help government uh, do its public services better everywhere in the design of our programs and portfolios we try to see how more and more people at every level are able to better do the things they are supposed to do or want to do that is in some way distributing agency to be effective so in that sense when we talk in our societal platform thinking about restoring agency it is both a moral and a strategic imperative moral because all of us want power over our own lives our own circumstances all of us also want to reach our highest human level which is to help others right we want agency to help other people as well so that that is a moral reason for working on agency and the imperative uh, the strategic imperative the strategic need to work on distributing agency is that all problems have to be solved in their context you cannot sit in america and solve problems of chennai you can't even sit in delhi and solve problems of bihar so problems have to be solved as much as possible locally by people in their context and for that you need democratic decentralized uh power the power to make change the power to be flexible the power to make small shifts the power to distribute to help more people understand complex things that impact on their life right these are all ways to restore agency and to become both more empathetic and more effective societal problems are always complex and especially when we live in a country as diverse as india rohini's argument for contextual problem solving resonates very strongly with me it clearly makes a lot of logical sense to work towards distributing agency but how does one exactly work towards that let's request rohini to unpack this a little more for us uh agency is a big word and sometimes it can be frightening and sometimes you can say where i myself don't have agency what are we talking about restoring other people's agency but there is when you keep on unpacking things there is always some way to increase agency i found and uh, let me see um uh, you know i in i went uh, years ago 97 90 yeah i think it was 97 um or 2007 in bihar in in the uh, islands of the kosi river right in the backwaters 
where the most vulnerable of India's communities, the Musahari tribal, uh, the Musahari people, they're not tribal, they live. And I went to an island by boat. And those people, honestly, I tell you, I will never forget their faces. They are not that far from the district magistrate's office. I could go there by boat going from Bangalore, but almost nobody, none of the officials had bothered to go to that island. And the people there, they were suffering from all sorts of things. Poverty, yes, but neglect by the system a lot. And then uh, as I looked, a boat came up to the to the shore of that little island where we were people were telling us about all their problems and how it was so hard to get access to healthcare services and one fellow came up in a boat with a little tin box and doing ting 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 and he had come to sell ice cream in that Musa in that island in the middle of nowhere where the district magistrate told me it's very hard to go there madam it's very hard to do work we need a bridge he said we need hundreds of crores to spend on a okay not hundreds but tens to make a bridge so that administrative officials can go there and help those people while they are sitting there not taking the agency which they already have this ice cream vendor has taken the agency to make his own livelihood and make all those children happier by eating ice cream. So I'm saying in any situation, there is always a sliver, an opening where we can either take agency or help give agency. And it should be a discussion, a dialogue, a, a, a thread of hope. It should not be something that is pushed down on the heads of people who are working in this societal platform space. And we must find more and more words to describe agency so that people really understand what we are talking about. More stories, more words, more in more languages, with more metaphors, analogies, so that that word agency is unpacked for people to understand. It is just about allowing everybody to be part of the solution and not remain part of the problem. such a powerful thought. In any given situation, how do we enable more and more people to become part of the solution and not remain part of the problem? Automatically, we'll discover a way to restore agency. If we could enable and handhold people in recognizing what they already have and what can they do with what they have and actually help them do it, it would be transformative. When people taste success on doing something, they wish for more. It is human nature. And what I have understood is that agency is all about triggering this virtuous cycle of I have, I can, and I wish. we have explored and understood the role that Samaj can play in restoring agency, let's talk about what happens when we bring Sarkar into the mix. Rajila, co-founder of a Chennai-based non-profit Vidya Vidai, has an interesting question. I'm working with the government structure here in Tamil Nadu and Pondicherry. So uh, sometimes, uh, you know, when you're 
working with the government you understand the challenges as well as the resistance that they have but how do you uh, find a moment where you uh, you know make them realize or we say that you know there is a need for agency in the system or with the stakeholders that we are working with so that is a challenge that uh, we are trying to figure out yeah no it's a very good question rajila and i think if i go back to my old self maybe we need to ask that question differently rajila maybe see they are the government i am some citizen here coming and saying that i want to make change they are saying who are you we are so busy we have so many files yeah maybe the way to approach it is perhaps uh one is to do your research okay on that government office that you're going to you need to know what is their mandate or little bit at least and this is our public information you okay. need to know a little bit about that office and that officer you're going to meet don't go blind this okay. i learned after many years of going blind and not knowing anything okay so that's one so that you are you know what that poor fellows in some sense you have placed yourself in his shoes and his responsibility then instead of saying how can you help me to give agency what what am I, how can uh, can you please tell me how we can help you we do abc we know this is part of your mandate how can we help you if you give a little opening to people they are more likely to respond than to if you want to force them to do something that you need especially government officers who don't like it at all yeah. but there are many good marvelously good government officers obviously who want to take the help of samaj institutions of 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 uh, of capable citizens they recognize that it's a load that needs to be shared so perhaps when suppose the first time you go and you get uh, pushed back maybe you need to sit quietly and say could i have done this thing a little differently would i have got a different response right and also let me tell you even if you did all that some anonymous person walking into an office is not going to get the warmest welcome right so there has to be some proven work that has been demonstrated that that person whom officer you're talking to knows of so it's a process you will get knocked back two three times but as the evidence builds up and the trust builds up you will get a good response don't be discouraged if government pushes you back <laughs> they are too busy yeah. to worry i mean there are so many things on their plate right if they right. do one wrong thing they can get hauled up by hundreds of agencies so yes. they are juggling so many things but persistence does pay uh humble persistence not if you go with arrogance and in a mood of aggression or activism but persistence does pay and don't go alone surely you have other people with you eight people it it makes a difference if you are seen as a group humble persistence now that's such a beautiful concept i'm sure it triggers many thoughts in our minds well here comes a follow up question from revithi who is a program director at mantra for change a bangalore based education nonprofit that works with multiple states on systemic education transformation let's listen
Yes. So uh, I'm I'm Revati. I'm uh, I work for Mantra for Change. I work in the Karnataka programs here. We've been working with clusters, blocks, and districts in Karnataka. So I just had a follow-up question to Regila. I've heard what you responded to her to say that to restore agency. I just feel one factor could also be, or one barrier could also be, the fear of restoring that agency. I, uh, just as an example from ground, just SDMC. We know a lot of. Uh, cases of SDMC doing really well in schools, but I think this um, uh, fear that the SDMC might take over the schools stops uh, schools from restoring their agency. So, in spite of having a lot of good stories out there, I think this fear is I don't know stops them from that restoring their agency in the school and within the SDMC. So. A marvelous question and a fantastic example. Luckily, I have a little a little experience with this, so I can answer from some experience. And it's a marvelous question. See, eventually, if agency is conflated with power, then often power is seen as a zero-sum game. Means, if you have more power, I will have less, right? Say, and especially in an electoral politics, that is true. There's only one person who can win one political seat, right? So if if I get 51 votes, even if you get 50 votes, I will win. If I have that power, you cannot have that power. That is what is called a zero-sum game, right? So often agency is conflated with power and power is conflated with a zero-sum. If I give handover agency to that one, then you have to minus agency from my side. But that's not what real agency is about, right? In some sense, we want to move from zero-sum power to shared power. So the, I can understand the fear of, say, a school leader saying, Are, if I give SDMC so much power, what about my power? If they have more power, I will have less power. So when we frame these questions of agency, we have to take a serious look at this. That's why it's so difficult. No, others, if it was like uh, distributing sweets, we'll give everybody here's your agency, here's your agency, SME. So it is true that sometimes if I get more agency, you may get less. So you have to be able to come that, overcome that fear by demonstration. You know, in the mind if that fear is there, you have you are right to give other examples but we have to acknowledge that that fear is legitimate because see it's much easier for suppose i'm a very good school leader okay and i'm really good and my students are happy my teachers are happy my infrastructure is good okay here comes an sdmc that thinks it is better and they may have reason to think they are better they are going to hold you the school leader who is already handling so many things with five more responsibilities five more accountabilities they are going to say but look at your library or they are going to say always ask the parents before doing abcd or the mla usually there's an mla or some panchayat leader who is on that sdmc he has his own political so it is a valid question to process and pass through First, as, as somebody who's in that process, let us acknowledge the legitimacy of that fear. And then let us, let us try to help people to be open to experimentation. He, you, you are worried, but what if your work became easier? What would, in what way would you as a school leader like your work to be a little less demanding? Can you in fact shift some of the responsibility 
agency and responsibility have to go together. You can't separate them. So if the SDMC gets agency, they also have responsibility and accountability. So if you think from that framework, then how can the school leader say, oh, thank heavens, there's a SDMC. Now let them, let, I will reduce some of my power to make decisions about maybe the library, maybe the toilets, maybe attendance, where it could be anything that I am willing to experiment with reducing my power in some decision-making things and maybe eventually it will work out better for me. I'll be able to focus on other things. Does that work for you, Revati? Makes sense. I think, I think my one takeaway or learning is to address the power dynamics and channelize it in more positive yes. Dynamics. yes. Thank you. Thank you, so Thank you Revati. That was a great question. So now if I can just build on uh, Revati's point and there's something that you touched in the initial uh, uh, part also that uh, people who have been systematically oppressed for very long, we yes. need not start by restoring their agency at the beginning because that they, it may not come very natural to them. We necessarily have to first work with people who are holding a lot of power or uh, authority in the system. Only when the system on the outside changes, the in behavior of people inside the system will start changing. Yes. We have to build capacities around people who are left behind so that they can use their own capacities better. They, I mean, that whole Amartya Sen framework about development as freedom, right? Unless there is that layer of freedom around you, how, what will you do, right? So, um, uh, what can we do to ensure that the circumstances around people who have been so deliberately left out. Could agency have different meanings to people? Rohit from Makla Jagriti, an organization working in early childhood education, asks an interesting question. What about we cannot restore agency to those who are at the end of the pipeline or at the bottom of the pyramid uh, or something like that. I mean, I uh, have a slightly different view here that Maybe the nature of agency that has to be restored, you know, say as depending on where a person is on maybe say the Maslow's pyramid, needs to be understood. Maybe it, it differs from you know kind of where a person uh, is and and the and the context. Uh, so I think that would be uh, that would be fantastic for anyone of us who is doing field work where we see different kind of stakeholders to you know study and uh, reflect upon. Uh, see, this is as much a, in some sense a spiritual quest as any. Uh, if we go, there is something beyond Maslow also, because Maslow's theories are a bit linear, right? You have to first have your basic needs met, blah, blah, blah. But in India, especially in 5,000 years tradition, I mean, history, right? People have had to find their own coping mechanisms. Sometimes we should not only look at Maslow as a framework, because people have Dalits, Dalit women, I mean, or, you know, the lowest of the lowest among the Dalits, the scavenger community, the Musari, even there we have seen examples of people snatching agency in the sense, I refuse to be a victim. Imagine we have seen, so you don't have to become some finish all your education and have economic empowerment before you can snatch agency not every time okay that doesn't mean we may we force every dalit woman to feel that way but i just want to be a little careful when we use maslow so that we also have this shadow of that idea 
ऑलवेज पैनली वन थिंग दैट्स क्लियर इज दैट whether it's exercising agency or restoring one's agency it is the consequence of human interactions now there are many interactions that can exist and hence many unique barriers to agency will exist how should we look at restoring agency when designing interventions at scale it goes back again to context right we can't have a cookie cutter model about restoring agency right as i said it's not a biscuit that we distribute right so each when you un- again that's why we have to keep on unpacking what is agency what is agency right so in this case if it's only about sdmcs then as i said working through the teachers fears working through the sdmcs need to grab power you might have to do different negotiations at a different level so main thing to remember is even if you're doing agency at scale it's one context at a time it's not like the same thing into 100 million so that's why agency the word is complex and we cannot just uh, expect to scale it in a cookie cutter way that when we talk about scale it's impossible to not invite thoughts from sanjay purohit the chief curator of societal platform thinking and a strategic advisor to siksha lokam let's hear his perspectives on this question of designing for agency at scale thank you for that rohini i just wanted to that's that's a great perspective that context matters a lot and in the context of platforms where that is where all of you have been spending time the purpose of a platform is to do one thing very interesting often overlooked when agency meets structure so when you restore the agency of people they will meet structure because structure is designed in a certain way which has a role also to play in the agency of the of the ecosystem uh not consciously but maybe sometimes unconsciously and what rohin talked about system barriers these are these are structures so when agency and structure will collide it will cause overflow mm-hmm. like rohin talked about if you get a sense of what you have and that translates into what you can do and then you start wishing for new things wish is an overflow if you are all coming together to build platform the objective of that platform is to capture that overflow mm. build it into a new capacity because the structure is resisting the agency because the structure does not have the capacity to handle that agency if everybody wants something it doesn't mean people are providing it not that they don't want to it may not be incapable of doing it so then our job becomes to saying how do we infrastructure it and put it back into the hands of the structure so that the structure can respond to the agency at the speed at which you are invoking the agency and that is we have to be careful with activist mindsets because you invoke agency faster than the structure's ability to solve it fighting that's not the intent and so this this task is that go back into interaction design keep designing again and that's why platforms evolvability the reason why you should be constantly iterating is because agency will get restored it will cause overflows our job is capture that overflow build new capacity give it back to structure and create this virtuous cycle so that the structure and agency become mutually reinforcing rather than they become opposing forces i hope that helps lovely uh, i really like that sanjay so uh that this this whole thing is about continuous creativity that you 
you have to you have to uh, occupy the possibilities like he calls it overflow right uh, that somewhere that that hope for more agency is floating around you have to occupy that possibility of that agency and put it back inside that structure put it back inside that structure to fall out again put it back it's 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 a, it's a kind of a nice uh, image to have we have been having this discussion to understand and unpack the layers around the word agency and it has been captivating before we conclude there's an intriguing question that chandni has like newton's third law states that every action has a reaction are there unintended consequences of restoring agency that we should be aware of let's hear from chandni who leads the program design team at mantra for change we discussed about how while demonstrating agency we should be cautious of how we don't take away others agency and we also discussed about how uh, even though there are 100 problems we should also keep thinking about with what i have what is some problem that i can solve now and that's where agency like begins to develop but so one thing we do regarding the first sentence the demonstrating while demonstrating agency we should be cautious of not taking others agency one thing i have seen is when celebrating uh champion leaders in the system who demonstrate agency already what happens is others in the system like especially their peers or people who work with closely they feel threatened that their agency is being snatched or uh, feel like the system is being unfair towards them while mm. these champions who are demonstrating agency are being celebrated by uh their peers or by higher officials so in that case what how do we design because we know that celebrating agency is important but how do we se- keep celebrating it or recognizing it yeah such a way that others don't feel threatened it's a good question actually you know i've always observed there's this award culture you know like we are very happy to quickly give awards to lots of people but the person who gives the award feels very good okay you see what i did i gave awards i recognize people but and the, sometimes the people who are recognized also feel good but uh, you know uh, again context matter jealousy is a very powerful force in the human uh, uh, experience right so i have two of your teachers and one teacher is getting called out i mean most awards are done in such a way that eventually everybody gets an award which is good but you are very right and there i'll unpack it to say and see if somebody else is giving the award you can't do anything you'll have to only handle the overflow of jealousy or the feeling that why have i not been selected if you're working with teachers for example or school leaders but i think it matters what kind of agency is rewarded and awarded if it is the kind of agency that we were worried about where somebody else is feeling threatened because this person got agency then is the wrong agency to celebrate isn't it so and usually if you give awards to a teacher or a school leader who has allowed other people to feel part of the growth you will find that everybody is so happy that that person got awarded they will genuinely go and say at last you got recognized i'm so happy let's celebrate but if they feel ki this somebody's pet has got given an award of some kind and then that is not really for agency distribution but for agency capture then there will be resentment so if you are in the uh, business of designing such recognition and awards be careful 
or or reshape the recognition so that it is not the people at the top who already had agency and perhaps have refined it but people who may not have had agency and got it um maybe we have to restructure whom we are calling out right always keeping in mind that people will feel jealous people uh, people need to look up to people who are awarded no not want to tear them down so thank you two takeaways i'm taking from here is uh, think of who and what is being rewarded and uh, one more is who is rewarding like it shouldn't be just the top or higher officials rewarding there should be space for peers also to issue yeah clearly through our discussions today we have established that to solve societal challenges at scale it is important that we consciously design for restoring agency will there be challenges will there be barriers certainly yes but there will also be creative ways available to us to overcome those hope today's interaction with rohini helped you understand the concept of agency better thank you so much for joining us on the celebration podcast i leave you with this thought provoking note and invitation for action from my wonderful passionate and super inspirational thought leader rohini with that i'll close and i'll say this before i close first of all thank you for giving me so much time all of you thank you for being yourselves uh look all of you all of us are in the education space and our children in this country 150 60 million young people have lost two years of education opportunity okay it's a national tragedy and it can become an opportunity because we all know things go quite wrong with our education system anyway so we don't want to restore it to that so it while it's a creative opportunity let's acknowledge the tragedy and we are all here we are feeling so frustrated but uh, you've seen the jack in the box no where inside the spring is like coil now the when the thing opens bujung the jack in the box is going to come out okay all the student energy aspirations the meeting each other all that is going to come out you be there to witness and to help change that energy into positive energy you make now so much thinking we are doing so much experience you have you convert all that boing boing of that spring into agency figure out ways to do that my niece is a teacher she went back to school in america after one year in that one year this one child daniel didn't say a word not one word for one year in the virtual classes she met him one month ago and he he still hasn't talked stop talking i think she has to actually put tape on him once and bas ho gaya so that coiled energy is going to come out how can together we who care so much for the education space and for shiksha and lokam how can we harness that spring energy yeah dwell on that meditate on that thank you for this opportunity all the best to you